following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries Incorporated. Get ready to go courageously and live victoriously as you move forward into the life God has prepared for you. Welcome to the Past to Power show with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can move beyond your past to live in God's power today. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Hey friends, welcome to Past 2 Power. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We're so glad to have you with us this week. And we have a special guest today. We have Tracy Miles. She is a speaker, author, and director of Compel Training with Proverbs 31 Ministries. She has written four best-selling books and contributes to numerous devotionals that reach millions of Christian women around the world. Tracy has three children and lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you can find out more about her at TracyMiles.com. That's T-R-A-C-I-E. M-I-L-E-S dot com. We're excited to have her on the show today. And we're talking about a topic that I know that many of you are going to be blessed by. And so we just want to welcome Tracy to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tracy, we're excited to have you. We're excited about your new book called Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce. And we know that there are many people who are walking that hard road right now. And we wanted to just have you on and let you share a little bit about your story and why you wrote this book and just the way that God worked to create a new thing in your life and one of the first questions that we always ask our listener or our um, uh, for our listeners, uh, we always ask our guests, what is the greatest victory that you have experienced or are currently experiencing in your life? Well, I would have to say that it is actually the writing of Living Unbroken <laughs> and the two books that came prior to that, because it was just five years ago when my marriage abruptly ended. After 25 years of being married because of my husband's um, infidelity and just the choices and behaviors that he was making and continued to make, and my world was completely shattered and turned upside down, as is anyone who, who that happens to. And so it was in the midst of that that just a few months prior, I had received a contract to write two more books with David C. Cook Publishing, which at the time I thought, that's going to be impossible because... There's nothing in me that wants to write one single word. I'm literally in the depths of despair, you know, the worst season I've ever gone through in my life. But over the past five years, God has somehow miraculously turned that pain into purpose and has given me the ability and the words and the healing. And he used the writing of the books as part of my healing to be able to use what I've been through to hopefully minister to and help other women who find themselves in that situation, who think they can never be happy again, never love their life again. Um, and I have discovered that that's not true and that we are in charge of our, our past with God's help. And we can live happy lives, even if they don't look exactly like we thought they were going to. Tracy, we have so much respect for you because there's so many people that are dealing with the same painful journey. And um, so we would love for you to share a little bit more about what 
was your push point to open yourself up and share the intimate details of your um, journey with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned that writing these books, which I know is unusual. Not everyone writes books, but everyone can journal. (laughs) And that's really what I started doing is I just thought I can't get a single word on paper. I can't keep my thoughts straight, but I needed a safe place to just brain dump and just to pour all of my feelings out because I didn't feel like I could share all of these horrific details that I had come to decide and all of my feelings, I didn't even know what they all were, you know, just trying to process my reality. And I just began to journal every single day, just thousands and thousands of words, every single little thing that happened. And that kind of led into giving me some insight into things God was doing. And I recorded my prayers. I recorded devotion entries. Or, or devotions I had read and entered them into my journal. I recorded text messages and emails, just everything that people sent me. I kept in this digital journal on my computer. And the first book that I was really tasked with writing after that time period was one on optimism. So that's kind of um, backwards <laughs> because it was the most negative, difficult time of my life. So I was asking God, what in the world were you thinking when I'm supposed to be writing this book about positive thinking, but God's plans are always so incredible And I truly believe that had I not started writing that book, and it's called Unthinkable Faith, Strategies for Transforming the Way that You Think, Feel, and Live, that forced me to focus on being positive and capturing my thoughts, as Scripture tells us to do, and reframing them and trying to look for the positives. And I did a lot of study about how positive thinking transforms our physiological brains, but also our lives. And so that book was just the first of the three stepping stones where God kind of opened the door and said, you can do this. I've got you. And I know you're thinking right now, but your faith doesn't have to. And that's really where that title came from. And the next book was Love Life Again. And that was the season of life I was in at the time. So each of these books, I've been walking out this journey. It's not like I suddenly found myself on the shore of victory. And now I'm going to go back and tell everybody what I did successfully. (laughs) So the opposite. I just was writing them as I was walking through this really hard season and God has just done amazing things. But as I look back, I'm really just, especially in my journal that I can see the progression I've made through him and by leaning into my faith and that he truly does turn pain into purpose. He truly does have a reason for all things and he can bring us peace that surpasses understanding and joy when we think it's gone forever. So that's the main encouragement. And that's my passion to help other women going through separation and divorce discover that as well. Tracy, your experience is not unfamiliar with so many people because they're walking through it. I have many, many friends who have been in that exact same situation after 25 long years of marriage and finding themselves in a season of grief. And recently I read a uh, devotional by you on Proverbs 31 Ministries. And in it, you said something. You said grief is a painful season to endure, regardless Mm -hmm. of why you are grieving, but it is necessary for the healing process to play out. And you quote um, William Cowper in there, and you say that he said, grief is itself a medicine. It cleanses our souls from anguish and helps us keep moving through the stages, you say, of healing our hearts 
need, our deepest needs. And grief is the process God can use to help us arrive at a place of healing, wholeness, and happiness. And one of the things that you do in your book, at the end of every chapter, there is a happiness prompters and healing steps that go right along with that, what I just read. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about why you ended each chapter this way and why, what you know, you're doing, how important they are, uh, is it, it is for the women who are reading this book? Yeah. Well, it was important for me personally to kind of get get outside of my own head. And then I fortunately had a lot of friends that would pull me outside of my house because I just wanted to stay, stay isolated in my house, which I think is our first inclination is we're ashamed of what's happened. We feel bad, whether we were the victim of someone else's choices or we're the reason the marriage collapsed ourselves. You know, there's so much shame and guilt that we can struggle with. And the confusion and the fear and the grief, all these things I address in the book. But one reason I thought it was so important to put these at the end of each chapter, these happiness prompters and healing steps, is because if we don't put into practice what we are reading, then the book is not going to have any impact in our life. It's going to be words that we forget tomorrow because we're going to be moving on to something else. So it's just so easy to get stuck in unhappiness and buried in the problems that we forget to take care of ourselves and we forget to look at the good things in life because we're counting all of our burdens and all the things that we've lost instead of all of our blessings and all of the good things that we still have, even before we get out of bed. That's usually where our brain's going to go right to. So all of these prompters and steps that I would encourage women to do after they read each chapter, rather than just hurriedly rush into the next chapter, are just little things that aren't rocket science, but they're just reminders to take care of yourself. And to try to start having a paradigm shift, paradigm shift in your perspective so that you can begin to make more and more steps towards healing. And it starts with your thoughts and emotions. So it's kind of just like self-therapy things that are easy to do, but we just don't think about doing them because we're, we might be thinking in a problem that we're facing or, or our own emotions. But it's so important to get outside of ourselves and start doing something positive. And then one positive thing leads to another, and that's where you start, you know, making that crescendo of healing. In your book, you say the end of your marriage is not the end of you. I love that so much. And yet many feel that it is. So what do you mean by this statement? And how can people overcome the feeling of hopelessness when they are faced with heartache and divorce and brokenness and betrayal or whatever their circumstance is Mm -hmm. well that particular sentence is a god intervention (laughs) because i was actually and i I share this story in the book i was actually at the doctor's office a few months after my husband had left and was just my mind was just swirling with you know what am i going to do and we were still in such conflict and confusion about how to move forward and do we reconcile do we not you know what's the best and I was sitting there filling out these medical forms, and I got to the part to where it said marital status, and it, you had to pick divorce, single, married, or widowed. And I really didn't fit into any, I couldn't check any of those categories because I wasn't a widow, but I did feel like it because my husband was no longer a part of my life. I didn't have any contact. I was still married, but I really wasn't married because he didn't live with me. I wasn't single yet because I wasn't divorced yet, and I wasn't divorced. <laughs> so I had this wow. entire identity crisis. Wow. And I just had a meltdown right there in the office and kind of had to leave. So after I was driving home, I was crying and I was praying and I'm just saying, who am I? If I'm not a wife, if I'm not a couple anymore, who are my friends? What is my life? What is my future? 
And I just distinctly remember as if God was sitting right beside me in the passenger seat say, the end of your marriage is not the end of you. Hmm. And it was kind of an eye opener because I had tied my identity as a child of God and also just a woman and a person into the marriage. I had kind of lost sight of the fact that I was an individual and I was made in God's image. And I still had myself, my blessings. I had a lot of life to live and I just had to allow God to open some doors for me and work on my heart. And so it was just a really eye-opening experience on the way home from a doctor's office where God just reminded me, you know, yes, this terrible, tragic thing happened, but you are still here and I still have a purpose and a plan for you and you are still my beloved child. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of like a game changer turning point for me. That sounds like a past to power moment. That is Mm -hmm. (laughs) the new name of our show that we have transitioned in. And that sounds exactly like a past to power moment, how you were talking about turning your pain into purpose and finding your identity in moments of crisis. And I Mm -hmm. love how God meets us in those moments and just nourishes our hearts in Mm -hmm. ways that only he can. And he's so good at that. So I love how you've shared that story. Is there one thing that you could encourage the listeners to with today that are struggling with divorce? What is the the one really important thing that you would not want to leave this interview without saying? I think the main thing is, number one, love yourself. Don't forget that God loves you and you can love yourself, not to let the words of a spouse or the actions of a spouse or anyone for that matter, be the standard that you measure yourself up to because they don't determine your value. Only God does. And I actually have a chapter in the book that says, girl, you're not crazy (laughs) because there were so many months that I thought I am going to go crazy. I am losing my mind. I can't keep my thoughts straight. I'm passing my exit. I can't remember anything. I'm just a mess. I'm such a mess. And I just felt like, no one has ever felt like this. There's something wrong with me. There is nothing wrong with you. So that's the main word that I want to give these women that are facing this is you are not alone. Everyone deals with this. And if somebody tells you to just get over it, that is not how it works. (laughs) There are these stages of grief that you have to go through. We're not going to feel like ourselves, but there's so much hope and there can be so much joy. We Mm -hmm. just have to trust God and accept where we are. Let go of what can't be and just trust him for the future. I'm thinking about just how grateful I am for you and the powerful testimony and how courageous you are to be able to share this and help the masses. Because I know when my daughter went through her divorce, um, it was hard. And Mm -hmm. as a speaker and a writer myself, I was really shocked by some of the comments that were made to me as a woman in leadership. Um, Like, how do you feel about that? Like, is that okay for you to, you know, blah, 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 all these things. And I just would look at them and say, you know, I'm not perfect. And there, there are no perfect people. And we live in a very fallen, broken world. And yes, when we, uh, when we sign up for marriage, no one has it on their radar that it would end in pain and that it would end in feelings that are so powerless and, there's so much shame attached to that on the front end. Can you speak Mm -hmm. into that to the listener right now who's dealing with this fresh pain? One of the things I've been asked quite often over the past several years as people read the last three books, which the other two books I mentioned, they touch on, I kind of use my story as a a foundation for the, the primary focus 
of the book, but Living on Brokenness, what is specifically geared towards women going through separation and divorce. But one of the things I've heard over the years is so many women, especially because I serve in ministry, and I struggled with this myself, so I understand it. They'll ask if I'm if they are still worthy to serve in ministry, yes. or are they still worthy to lead in their church? And I, I actually had a woman email this week to ask if she was allowed to come to a conference that we hold at Proverbs oh, One because she is divorced. So sad. I know it just broke my heart, and that's what I told her. I said, it breaks my heart that you even think you need to ask that question because Malachi 2.16 is a verse that's very controversial, but that everyone goes back to that says God hates divorce. But it does not say anywhere in Scripture that God hates divorced people. He hates divorce because it hurts his people. He knows it causes suffering. Absolutely. And so that's what he hates, and we need to make sure to make that separation that we don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to feel guilty. No, we don't. Or unworthy. And we're still, God still loves us just as much and can do anything in our life if we allow him to use us in any way. And nothing anybody says or does can negate the fact that our value has not changed Mm-mm. in God's eyes at all. And my daughter's using her testimony now with younger women. And God does not waste a thing. He doesn't. Mm-mm. He doesn't. He never does. He's so good at that. He uses all the things that we go through to help us when we allow him to, to move forward and to help other people when they too face that same situation. And I think it's so important as women in leadership, women in ministry, that we do stand up and say, girl, you're okay. You are okay. You're going to make it through this with Mm -hmm. God's help. And here's some tools to help you do that Mm -hmm. but don't sit down don't shy away from all the things like going to conferences and being in bible study don't shy away because that is exactly what the enemy would want us to do that's right Mm -hmm. and that is not uh the church is supposed to be a place where we can go in our brokenness to find healing and take obstacles and make them opportunities for god's glory to be revealed in the middle of the pain Tracy, some of the uh, tips uh, and things that you talk about early on in the book are those those places of uh, the different, uh, I can't think what you call the stages of grief that you go through. And we don't have a lot of time to go into all of those because, you know, we definitely want people to go buy your book, Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce, and those other books that you've mentioned because they just sound so um, helpful to help us know how to traverse this this place that we have to walk through and get to the other side of but is there one of those stages of grief that you could talk to us about that might be really helpful for the listeners today that maybe it was the hardest one for you or you know just whichever one you'd like to talk about well I think they're all hard yeah (laughs) so it's kind of hard to pinpoint one but basically these stages are denial um, anger and you know, just just a progression of those stages that you have to go through the shock and then the bargaining with God and with others. And then you finally get to the point to where, and this is what I encourage women to hang on to, is that there has to come a time where you accept the situation. And that's really the final stage of grief. You can be sad, you can be devastated, confused, angry, you know, bargaining, all of these things. But when you finally get to the point to where you say, okay, Lord, I'm not happy that this happened in my life, that you didn't answer my prayers to save my marriage or protect me from whatever situation, but I accept that you know what's best for me. I accept that we live in a broken world, and this is this is the season that I'm in. 
And once we accept that, that opens the door for us to be able to begin moving forward. Because I, I truly think the hardest, the, hard, the hardest thing is trying to hold on to something that we need to let go of. Mm-hmm. And we can't so move true. forward when we're still hanging on to something that's in the past. So if God gives us a peace to move forward, then that's what we need to do in whatever direction that he's guiding us. But we have to accept what's happened and move forward so that he mm-hmm. can begin to heal our hearts and show us where we're going to go in the future. So good. That's so good. Would you say that again? The hardest thing is to hold on to something that we need the to let go of. The hardest le- thing we can do is to keep trying to hold on to something that we need to let go of. That we need to let go of. I was writing that down. That's so good. That's when really God powerful. releases you from something, and you said yeah. something further yeah. about the release, this is so important for our listeners, I feel. Mm-hmm. When God releases you, what else would you want to say about release? Well, in my in my situation, I have been praying for many months because, of course, everyone wants to save their marriage. No matter how angry you are at something your spouse may have done or how hurt you are by betrayal or infidelity, there's a part of you, and you feel kind of stupid for feeling this way, but there's a part of you that wants to save your marriage and keep your family intact. But there's also a part of you that wants to be free from the pain that's probably not just happened overnight, but it's been happening over many months and sometimes years. And I prayed for quite a while for God to give me direction for months and months. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I to do? And the day came when I actually got up one morning and I had been praying that prayer. Lord, I need to know. I can't live in this limbo. I can't live in this constant confusion of, of in between. You know, I just have got to make a decision. And my devotion that morning I can't remember it verbatim, but I think it was a Jesus calling devotion. But it it basically repeated the words that I had prayed that morning. And it said, sometimes you have to let go of the past so that you can grab onto the future. And, you know, it's time to move forward and you can move forward in peace. And it was just God's confirmation to me that it's okay. I love you. I haven't left you. And Mm. it's going to be okay. But I want you to have a peace that you can move forward. And that felt like a release to me. It's awesome. That I was released from living in this this chaos and this pain so that he could begin, you know, a new, a new chapter of my life. Tracy, that thing is, I mentioned in the book is you yeah. can't, you can't read the next chapter of your life. If you still keep turning back and reading the last one, right. <laughs> so that's it's so kind good. Of a cliche, but I love the analogy that it, that it brings. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Tracy, we have loved our time with you. I want to read one more quote from one of the things that you've written that says with grounded faith and a commitment to ourselves to move forward, we can feel and live unbroken once and for all. And on that note, we're going to just ask you, I would really appreciate it if you would pray over our listeners. We just have a little bit of time left and we want to cover them in all the things that we've talked about today. Thank you so much for being with us. I certainly will. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this show and to have a chance to hopefully encourage the listeners if they are listening and are going through separation and divorce that that you love them and that you would never leave them, never leave their side, no matter who may leave our life, that you are never going to be that person. And we can trust you with our future. Also, that um, we can have healing, even though it seems impossible. We can be happy again, even when we're in the most unhappiest and less than peaceful circumstances of our life, Lord. I just ask for you to provide for their financial needs, their emotional needs, and and their physical needs, and surround them with people who will love and support them and encourage them and hold them up during this really difficult time. Lord, I ask all of this in your name, and to shower them with blessings. 
Amen. That was a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much for praying for us and for the listeners, Tracy. And we just want to remind you all that you can connect with Tracy at TracyMiles.com and go grab a copy of her book, Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce. Once again, that was Tracy Miles with Proverbs 31 Ministries and the author of Living Unbroken. And we are so grateful for you. We are. We're so glad that you were with us today on Path to Power. And we encourage you listeners to go pick up a copy of Tracy's book, Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce, and give it to a friend if you know someone who's going through that. We had a great conversation today talking about some really hard things, but we wanted to bring those to light and get them out there because we know that everyone is facing some really difficult times in every different type of situation. And we always want you to know that we would love for you to go back and listen to some previous episodes. We're in all the same places. Absolutely. iTunes, Apple, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. And you can listen in to some real talk about real life answers that can help you to move beyond your past to live in God's power today. And that is what Past to Power is all about. We want to encourage you to go courageously and live victoriously. And remember, you can grab the book by Tracy Miles today at everywhere that books are sold. And again, that title is Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce. And connect with Tracy at tracymiles.com and connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for making Past to Power part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Past to Power with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible, and her ministry. Past to Power is a listener-supported ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Past to Power. 94.7 FM, The Word.